you're listening to a Two Jackets podcast. Check out more at twojackets.com. Welcome to Sham Fiction, the podcast where we break the first rule of fan fiction, that you have to be a fan to write it. We're Two Jackets Productions. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And I'm Marcus. Here's the format. Each installment, Andrew, Eric, or Marcus will be presented with a media franchise that they are unfamiliar with and challenged to write fan fiction about it. We'll start by giving the author some basics, like characters, overarching plots, and those special elements that make each franchise great. The author will then take this info, throw out what they don't like, add a generous helping of creative license, and come back ready to read their masterpiece for all of us to enjoy. It's fan fiction written by non-fans. It's sham fiction. This week's author is Andrew. Hey everybody, Andrew here. I'm writing this week. What am I writing? Tell me. Andrew Neal. Me. That's you. Yep. You're writing uh, a, something fantastic, something that we've been wanting to do for a long time, something that is loved the world over. There are millions of adoring fans and people who like to spend their money on toys by hasbro and no not the transformers we're not doing the transformers not yet we're doing my little pony friendship is magic it is is magic yeah oh my goodness (laughs) well you know we can do we can do we can do the clip don't tell anyone um, this clip, is my right? little and pony. This is educational, so uh, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's fantastic. This is a big um, deal, guys. This right? is a big deal. This is a big deal. Now, I don't think any of us could be considered bronies. I, uh, I mean, I, I'm just speaking for myself. I, I don't think I am. But Marcus, I've I've only seen two episodes. I, I gotta admit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's good. It's, those those won't be the only episodes I see. I'll probably watch some more. Uh-huh. But uh, I was initially drawn to this because I was vanity searching sham fiction. Um, which <laughs> As you do. We can call that as a, a professional thing. I was looking at our SEO, our search engine optimization, important Look marketing thing. And when I would search for sham fiction, Google would mock me by saying, do you mean fim fiction, F-I-M fiction, or friendship is magic fiction? <laughs> So after seeing that a couple times, I, I decided to search for film fiction. I was afraid at first that it might be something I didn't want to see, but then I realized it was something I really wanted to see. <laughs> so, so Eric uh, had already been a fan of the show and watched some episodes, and we yeah. thought we'd we'd review it a little bit and pitch it to our old friend Andrew, old yeah. friendy pal, and, and this Andrew one's Hooves. this the Andrew Hooves. It's a good uh, original name for Andrew. Let's work on um, that one. Let's workshop yeah. that. So I originally watched this. I think it was like 2012 or 2013. Like I kind of got jumped on the bandwagon a couple couple of years after it aired since it, it came out in 2010. And I watched through about, I think, the first season, maybe a little beyond. Um, but that's about it. And I really enjoyed it. At the time, um, I hadn't yet seen any other uh, popular kids shows like, um, uh, like Adventure Time. Uh, I hadn't even seen Powerpuff Girls at this point. Ooh. So this one struck me as like, oh, I totally get this. I get why everybody is so into this because it is surprisingly deep for a kid's show. And there's a lot to love. So uh, just some basics about the program. As I said, it came out in 2010 uh, on originally The Hub, which is uh, now the Discovery Family channel. 
Uh, before that, it was Discovery Kids, I believe. It's It's been rebranded, guys. Um, this is a show that was created uh, by Lauren Faust, who is an amazing animator, storyteller, person who's worked on the Powerpuff Girls. She was involved in Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Um, and a fun piece of trivia, she's married to Craig McCracken, who is the creator of the aforementioned Powerpuff Girls, one of my favorite animated shows ever. Um, My Little Pony, based on Hasbro toys. Yeah! It's based (laughs) on toys. And And this this is G4, right? This is Gen uh, 4? This is Gen 4, technically. (laughs) uh, Because we have had reboots in the past. I think the 80s was the first one. The 90s gave us our second version. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then several uh, straight-to-home video films uh, that were created that were considered Gen 1 through 3, uh, all using the old design that you may remember from the pretty pink toys with the brushable hair back in the 80s. Uh, but this is all new, all new and fun. Brought in a bunch of of hip sort of uh, animation people, updated the look, made the whole thing feel a little more modern, made the made the young kids want to play with their ponies again. So now they got their little little modern pony toys, and they can brush their little modern pony pony hair. It's a great time for everybody. So do you know anything about the cho- toys? Have the toys changed? Like, is it still that? Is Are they still, like, we comb the ponies' hair? That, that does exist. There's a lot more toys where they're just all molded plastic. I can't say I own any. I have definitely uh, owned at least one uh, Happy Meal toy that was, in fact, I think a Pinkie Pie uh, with the oh brushable hair. Yeah. I think they're more stylized now than they used to be. Oh, they're definitely prettier. They're cool. Uh, but the fun thing about this is that it isn't just a show for girls anymore. As we all know, bronies exist in the world. Yes. Adult men similar to us. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess we're adult men, uh, are obsessed with this show, and and rightly so. Um, This is an uh, an adventure show. This is not just uh, a bunch of ponies sitting around having tea parties and brushing each other's hair like it maybe used to be, Uh, Uh, though I'm just guessing since I haven't ever seen the original series. Um, This has got a lot more uh, magic and sorcery and adventure and danger than the old shows. Um, if you want to watch it, which I recommend, obviously, you can check it out on the Discovery Family Channel, or uh, it's on Netflix. A bunch of seasons, I think, five seasons are all. Available. I can vouch for the first two episodes. Being there, you available. go. It's all. It's all there. Seen them with my own eyes. So if you got a Netflix account, great. If you don't, uh, you know, just get the, your password from like your neighbor and watch it. That's what most people do. Ask, ask them. I mean. Well, uh, and no, you're already taking their Wi-Fi. Exactly. <laughs> so what's the harm? They use the same password for everything. You know, it's an elderly <laughs> couple. <laughs> uh, oh, Gary boy. and Sue, they just, they don't know what they've given us. They've just given us a gift. And like, I feel like uh, I'd ruin it by asking permission. Uh, better ask for forgiveness. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited so, to hear about this show because I don't get it. I, I do not get it. You guys know you've you've talked me into watching some cartoons, some of the more children's shows, and I'm kind of a, a hard nut to crack as far as those go. So I'm excited to see what gets you excited about these. Yeah, and you're, you're probably talking a little bit there about Steven Universe, which I love. I think it's one of the best bits of storytelling I've ever seen in my 
I guess, adult male life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so check out Steven Universe. We can't do it on the show because we did force Andrew to watch it. Uh, yes, but unfortunately. We're talking about friendship is magic here. And this is something where I want to be very clear that we respect this show. Uh, we don't fully understand the fandom. It's not saying that we don't understand the reasons for it. It's just that we're not immersed in it and we haven't really communicated with that fandom. So if you're listening to this and you are a brony, awesome. We hope you don't get too offended by our little mistakes here and there uh, and Andrew's many mistakes because he's <laughs> making mistakes based on our mistakes. And it's just fun. We want, we want to support it. We want to bring the friendship. We want to bring the love. Yeah. The fun and fact, Andrew, yeah, friendship is magic. Yeah. Uh, I agree that's with that's that what part. I was going for. Definitely. But uh, the, the, the fun thing here is this actually ties to another piece that you did. What? If you remember in Bob's Burgers, Tina was a fan of writing fan fiction. And yep. she goes in one episode to a parody of My Little Pony, which is the Equestronauts, <laughs> and goes to a convention. <laughs> and instead of bronies, they call the male fans <laughs> Equestricles. Um, <laughs> Which I won't explain on this safe show, but uh, yeah. So little, 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 oh, little relation oh, between but, the two shows. That's but so you know good. what else? It. it it also could potentially relate back to another show that you wrote, Andrew. What the Star Trek: The Next Generation? Oh episode, gosh, tell me how. Episode two oh, of Sam Fictions, because there is a cast crossover. And uh, Marcus, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, I looked this up. Uh, John DeLancey, uh-huh. the character of Q from Star Trek The Next Generation, is the voice of a very similar character in the second season and beyond of My Little Pony. His yeah, character's he, name is Discord. It's a lot of fun. Uh, episode one and two, I think the yeah the season premieres for uh, season two. Uh, it, are basically Q. Q testing the audience. He's a like a god of chaos and disorder, and he screws everything up in the world and tests the characters. So it's it's if we wanted to, we could do like a very similar setup uh, because it exists in the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic universe. So fun fact, fun fact. That is a fun fact. I had fun with it just now. Good. And there's a character who looks kind of like the Tenth Doctor. Who the fans call <laughs> Doctor right. Hooves. That's right. Uh, <laughs> who may or may not have made an appearance in my Downton Abbey. So, Gosh, so many guys, so many connections, but you still haven't told me about this All show. Right. All right, let's get All down right, to brass It's about a pony tacks. named John Wick Hooves, <laughs> who is given an impossible task. So, Andrew, uh, let me just break things down for you. Please. Here's some background, some basic stuff. This is a fantasy adventure sort of world, um, and it's just full of fun and adventure and magic and friendship. That's that's If that's a genre, that's it. <laughs> um, everything takes place in and around the town of Ponyville, Ponyville uh, of in Equestria. Equestria is, I guess, the world... And um, it's Equus fa- is Latin for horse. It's also hey. that play that Daniel Radcliffe was in, which and you should not look up. Definitely was not or nude. dude. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our main character in this show is Twilight Sparkle. Isn't that a beautiful name? You're laughing. Why are you laughing? It's not funny. It's a great, beautiful name. It's a beautiful uh, name. And Twilight Sparkle. She uh, she is from uh, the the town of Canterlot. 
Cantal- like similar to Camelot. <laughs> oh gosh, the puns Marcus, on this. Marcus, the you're puns not allowed to are laugh. Amazing. I I'm just it. happy. <laughs> Good. I'm happy. I'm happy too. Um, so she is a girl from the big city, uh, and she comes to Ponyville to learn lessons for for hug- hugging and learning, as we like to say on the show. And she meets a, a series of other ponies, and they all become bestest bestest friends. Um, and I think a big chunk of, of our setup here is just to describe these characters. So I'll just launch right into it. So yes. Twilight Sparkle herself is, um, she is a bookworm. She is smart. She's, she, she avoids social interactions because she's always got her head in a book. She's always studying. She is learning magic because she is a unicorn. Actually, she has <gasps> the little horn on her head. And if you have a little horn on your head, if you're a unicorn, that means you have magic. You, yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like telekinesis having, magic. It's like a magic wand sticking out of your forehead, and you can use it to uh, manipulate objects that you normally wouldn't be able to manipulate with just a pair of hooves. So it really helps <laughs> to be a wizard in this world because otherwise you can't grasp objects. Just just saying. Um, so this bookworm, Twilight Sparkle. She is sent to Ponyville in order to help out with a celebration that's going on in town. And while she's there, she meets these these this other gang. And then she who does she, is, who does she take with her though? Uh, she, oh, she's oh got a my friend. gosh! No, see, I wanted to save him till the end because she's oh. got a friend who is my favorite uh, character in the show. I'm going to save him for later. Okay. Oh gosh, the anticipation! Yeah. I oh, know. My goodness. So she is charged by Princess Celestia Whoa. to to spend time in Ponyville and learn all about the wonders of friendship because she's had her nose in a book for far too long. She says, nah, girl, nah, girl, get it? And hey, girl. You, gotta, you gotta go talk to some, some ponies and learn what it is to be human. I mean, pony, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of that going on. Um, so she, uh, she, yeah, she's hanging out. She's living in a library in a, in a tree that has a library in it and uh, she's doing her thing. You wanna you wanna tell us about the yeah. next pony here, Marcus? Yeah. So all these ponies they kind of represent forces of friendship. Oh yeah. So Twilight Sparkle, you know the most important force of friendship, uh, magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she is the embodiment of magic, which is I-, I like to describe as I guess that little special something in friendship. It's that mm-hmm. spark, that that uh, that X factor. Well, I mean, friendship is magic, so magic therefore must be friendship. It all kind of it all equates. Yeah. The the so for her, the most important element of friendship is friendship, because as the title says, friendship equals magic, so magic equals friendship, right? We're mathing this correctly. All right. Got it. Uh, so I'm going to introduce a little character who's a Pegasus. That's a <gasps> lingling horse uh, named Fluttershy. Who's one of my favorite characters? Okay. Yeah. So Fluttershy, aside from having an adorable name, is also very shy, and uh, is one of the funnier parts in the pilot is that she just progressively gets quieter and quieter when confronted by Twilight Sparkle. Yeah, it's great. Um, just hey, what what'd you say? No, just quieter. <laughs> and her her mane falls in front of her head, like. Like a little curtain making a room for her. So. <laughs> okay, so she's got like an emo swoop. Yeah, she does. She does. 
Beautiful, <laughs> long pink hair. That was me cribbing from The Office, by the way. Uh, I see. The, the character, uh, what, what's your name? The woman who played Kimmy Schmidt was Aaron on The Office. Ellie Kemper? Uh, that's the one. <laughs> At one point she says on The Office that in the uh, in the foster home, her hair was her room. Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeesh. <laughs> Alright, so Fluttershy has some so beautiful Fluttershy, pink she's great. hair. She's quiet and she loves all the animals. Oh, she's got, uh, a, she's got a little bunny. She's got a pet bunny named Angel. I got a soft yeah. spot for that. Pet bunnies, all. Yeah, so she's she's kindness. That would be the element of friendship she is. Yes, Fluttershy represents kindness. Uh, the next character we have is Pinkie Pie. Pinkie Pie. Oh Pinkie my Pie is, is, I think, by far my favorite. Um, she is just the most manic uh individual possible she is she's a always, manic pony dream girl she, <laughs> she's just always uh cranked all the way up to 11 she's got more energy than you can throw a energy stick at she's uh <laughs> more energy than the dredge even <laughs> well what i mean you, pure <laughs> energy oh man uh, you can't beat the dredge they're pure energy uh but pinkie pies comes close her energy uh, and I have a note on here I wrote, which I, I laugh at now because it's silly, because I just wrote party, 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 party. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And that was my note on this character, and I think that kind of says it all. Yeah, um, like party cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> party forever. Party all the time. Uh-huh. So uh, where Twilight Sparkle uh, was a unicorn and Fluttershy was a pegasus, Pinkie Pie is... I guess just like a regular horse. Okay, yeah. we finally got to a regular it's a regular horse. party okay. horse. Yeah, they didn't like, like Secretariat on the Craig Ferguson show. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, so I want to so... make a quick uh, distinction here. Please. So Pinkie Pie, she does love to party, or was that just like you trying to say that she's manic? No, she loves to party. She loves she to party. Will, she would definitely party if given the chance. If she's not given the chance, she will make her own chance, and she will throw a party any chance possible <laughs> you get it got it okay <laughs> yep uh she represents the magical element of friendship uh known as laughter oh. laughter laughter giggly laughter yeah uh-huh all right then the next the next uh pony who's a unicorn pony again uh is named rarity okay what rarity and she is a fashion fiend. She's a fashionista pony. Uh, she's British, which, as Eric pointed out, <laughs> it means she's very fancy. Yes, British. <laughs> British equals fancy. Yep. It's like like friendship is magic. British is fancy. There are a lot of uh, a lot of equations that we're going to have to solve at the end of this. So you're going to have to remember. <laughs> I'm writing these, them all uh, down. Good. <laughs> so rarity is very interesting because. Apparently, uh, I, I saw this on a Fred Raider cartoon behind the scenes giving me facts about friendship is magic. It's a nice way to cram before a sham yeah. fiction session. Exactly. Yeah, so uh, just to get more of a scope than those first two episodes, I guess Hasbro pushed for the show to include more fashion and accessories and appearance. And the show's creator wanted to be a little bit more progressive than the Yay, girls need to buy clothes and such. So she brought Rarity in to be a fashion designer who has her own business as an entrepreneur. So you're still able to get some of that fashion into the show, 
but without having it just be the default for all girls. Yeah, in the no, universe. I think I think they they struck a good balance with her too because she isn't just she doesn't feel like a tacked on character. They do make her feel like she's she's part of it. And yeah, she's got this big amazing house that is her business, and yeah, she's got the high profile clients and everything. So it's just very a big cool. deal. She's a big deal, and yeah, again, unicorn with unicorn magic. Okay, comes uh, with the horn. Yep. Uh, next, we have Applejack. Applejack, who, who where uh, where Rarity was British, which which equals fancy. Applejack and her, is, she was generosity too. Oh yes, Rarity is the I element ask. of Good. generosity. Okay. Um, so that's the other thing. She's not. She's not a just to to keep talking about Rarity for a second. Uh, she's not vain necessarily she's not selfish like you might expect to be associated with a sort of fashionable uh like looks oriented pony no she'll 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 give you the 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 shirt off her back if you need it (laughs) if she only wore shirts because they're ponies and they don't do that sort of thing. the shoes off her hooves there there you go uh so back to applejack uh, where where British equals fancy, Southern equals not fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so Applejack uh, speaks with a Southern accent. Like, come on, every pony, let's get this here. These here apples in the basket. Meow. <laughs> you like that? Yep, exactly like uh, that. So yep. she Applejack is hardworking. Uh, she she'll get her hooves dirty. You know she ain't she ain't afraid to uh, play with the big boys. Uh, she's a uh, she she works at an apple farm. Her her family has an apple orchard, and the entire family is apple themed. Uh, her she's got an older brother named Big Mac, Big Macintosh. Uh, she's just got several siblings that I don't remember, including uh, well one that I do remember is a little little sister named Apple Blossom. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the grandma is Grand, Granny, Granny Smith, Smith mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, of course. Who I just call Tree Trunks because she's green and she reminds me of Tree Trunks from Adventure Time. But, you know, that, you don't need to know that. That's just me. <laughs> and again... You're just sharing because that's, that's what friends sharing. do. Exactly. I appreciated and, it. I found it to be magical. <laughs> Good. And Applejack is also a regular horse. She doesn't, she's not, uh, she doesn't have the magic flighty powers. She doesn't have the magic uh, brain powers. She's just a regular horse. And she represents the element of honesty... She is a very uh, blunt character. She will say what she means. She doesn't lie. Okay. Period. Got it. And blunt. that's Applejack. And then he got Rainbow Dash. Oh, man. Who represents loyalty. Now, she is another wingaling Pegasus horse. So, likes to fly around. She's super fast and super awesome. She's got a big old ego. She thinks she is the fastest, the bestest Pegasus wingling horse ever to exist. And her aspiration is to join the Wonderbolts, who are a flying horse troop. Kind of like the Blue Angels. <laughs> they, they are yep. designed, they wear jackets, um, and they fly in formation. And that's what, what they Dash wants to do. They're called the Wonderbolts. Wonderbolts. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so that's that's the gang. That's all six, all six ponies that represent the the elements of uh, of friendship, magic, kindness, laughter, generosity, honesty, and loyalty. 
But wait, Eric, didn't uh, Twilight Sparkle have a friend that she brought with her? Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that for the first time just now. Uh, <laughs> she has a friend that she, she had in Canterlot that she brought with her to Ponyville named Spike. Now, Spike is not a pony. Doesn't and, sound like a pony. And also, not a lady, unlike all the other characters that we've talked about. Spike is a dragon. <gasps> a, oh, man! An adorable baby dragon who is basically just the counter to all these other characters. Um, Spike, he's got magic powers as a dragon, just kind of inherent dragony powers uh, that mostly involves uh, sending mail and receiving mail, I guess. Yeah. Okay, Um, so he's a postman. Yeah, he he has this strange function in the show where um, he uses his fire breath to send letters to the princess. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Princess Celestia is kind of a big deal around here, and that's kind of the person that that, uh, that, uh, Twilight Sparkle answers to. So when they need to talk to one another, they use Spike. He is just, I guess, their email client. Um, All right. But he's a baby dragon. Uh, he's he's uh, he's in love with Rarity because she's pretty. Duh. Uh, and the thing that I love about him, and the reason I wanted to save him, is because Spike is the only character in this show, in Friendship is Magic, that actually suffers consequences and gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what? All of the other characters, if they get into trouble, they'll always squeeze out of it before any real damage is done. But as they're squeezing out of it, uh, Spike is the one who's going to get uh, hit with the full force of whatever it is. And uh, it's it's great because nobody really seems to care. And he's he's not one to necessarily complain about it, but he'll be the one with all the scrapes all over his face and the one who's nursing a broken limb or something where everyone else is just skipping around having a great old time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so he's not... not, uh... (laughs) He doesn't hold a grudge about all of this? (laughs) Oh, no. Everybody everybody in this show is completely positive. That's, I mean, I think one of the one of the reasons that people love it so much is because there's no cynicism in this. There's no real darkness in the show. It's all um, when bad things happen, it's going to look up if you try your best and do whatever you can. You know, things will work out. It is very hopeful in that regard. And Spike does not hold a grudge because that would be the opposite of that. So. So all that's, right. that's the whole gang. And Spike isn't really, um, I wouldn't say, is a, is a member of the core gang. Like, if there's going to be an adventure, you'll have those six ponies. Spike will sort of be on the sidelines, maybe. Like, he might be cheering them on, but he's not necessarily going to be directly involved in most things. He's kind of an accessory to Twilight Sparkle. Okay. Sounds good. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So, uh, Marcus, tell me about, uh, I, I talked about the tone a little bit. Um, tell me about some tropes in the show. What do we? What sort of uh, things, repeated elements, do we see? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, from the two episodes that I've seen, I can tell you a lot of things that keep happening in the show. <laughs> so a few things that I did pick up on from having just seen that is they love the horse puns, uh, which we've talked a little bit about in terms of the locations. But I noticed little things like characters saying, What the hay? Because hey, hey is for horses, mm-hmm. and calling someone sugar cube, oh, <laughs> yep. just cracked me up too. So lots of horse puns in this, 
anytime they would say something like somebody or everybody, they'll say some pony or every pony. So that's very consistent throughout the show. Yeah, and that's uh, there's no slip-ups there. So, Andrew, if you're writing and you come across a need to use a word like that, it better be every pony or any pony. Like, hey, every pony. Yeah. Got it. And everyone's addressed as a pony. doesn't matter if they're a regular horse, a pegasus, or a unicorn. They're ponies. Yeah, not horses. Ponies. Right. Okay. And uh, they're all beautiful. Beautiful little horses, ponies. I just messed up. Way to go! You, you broke your own rule. Yeah, uh, they're they're pretty. They're they're pretty little ponies. Pretty, and little you ponies. should buy all of them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Collect the whole set. Yep. Uh, and then everyone has what they call a cutie mark, which is a little special talent, and they have uh, kind of a tattoo that represents. It's not a tattoo, it's more of a birthmark, right? Well, it, 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 the thing about the cutie marks, Marcus, is that, oh. um, is that they show up uh, like, like when the X-Men develop their mutant powers, like, you know, sometime around puberty. Like, the, 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 the ponies, they are born without cutie marks, and as soon as they discover what their special talent is, the cutie mark appears, because it's magic. And so, for instance, Twilight Sparkle... Uh, I guess her talent is magic, so there's like a sparkle sort of thing on her on her flank, and it's all on your flank, like you know, above their back leg. Um, okay. The hind quarters. Um, mm-hmm. On their butts. Uh, Got it. Applejack has apples. Uh, Fluttershy has butterflies. Hello. Because uh, <laughs> animals. Um, Rarity has diamonds because sparkly stuff. Uh, Rainbow Dash has like a a. Um, a cool like cloud with a with a bolt like a lightning bolt on it because speed and flying Isn't the lightning bolt rainbow colors, yes though? it is it's very cool yeah uh yeah and i think i covered oh pinkie pie a uh, bunch of balloons because parties so <gasps> parties. uh and they show up because magic and and that is one thing that is completely consistent in the show there is nothing in this world in equestria that exists for natural reasons like the sun uh doesn't set because of the 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 sun or the the earth orbiting the sun or anything like that no it happens because magic it happens because a pony wills it to be specifically princess celestia and uh, i mentioned her a couple times i haven't really talked about her princess celestia is basically their their queen uh their leader uh, but princesses are, I guess, more appealing to toy makers than queens. So she's a princess. I heard it was because Disney queens are meanies, and Princess Celestia is a nicey. Yeah, makes sense. It sounds positive. Princess has a very, very positive connotation to it. Uh, but she's not only just the leader. She's also, I guess, a god. Basically, yeah. She's been around for like thousands of years and is the reason that the sun rises every morning. And her sister, uh, Princess Luna, is the reason that the moon appears every night. Uh, so they kind of bring balance to the cosmos, which has a lot of terrifying implications that they don't get into because it's a fun, fun, happy <laughs> fantasy. Um, but yeah, I guess they're goddesses more or less in this universe. Interesting. Um, and Princess okay. Celestia is pretty much Twilight Sparkle's boss, right? She'll she'll boss give her and, well, the, assignments. It, she's her teacher. mentor, 
Yeah, I would teacher, say mentor-teacher yeah. is a better relationship. Uh, Twilight Sparkle is trying to learn magic, and Celestia is the authority in magic, uh, so she is learning under her. And so Princess Celestia is the one who says, hey, you should go to Ponyville and make some friends and tell me, report back to me all about the lessons you learn about friendship, which is another thing that happens in every episode. This goes on, I think, through season two. It kind of trails off at some point and stops happening but at the end of every episode at least in the first couple seasons uh twilight sparkle is writing a letter to princess celestia telling her exactly what she learned which is i would say not my favorite part of the show <laughs> it's basically wrapping up the whole episode with a lesson um which is kind of i don't know what do you feel about that marcus i don't know i think at, at 27 that's what i want in my shows um <laughs> and because they write this show for me i am i'm very uh very pleased i don't know i, I think you know you, you got to consider the audience so sometimes with younger audiences and this is primarily aimed at young girls even though it has appeal beyond that uh you do need to spell out those those morals and that's a way for there to be talking points between the parents and the children but I think that uh, we as fans can be confused as to who the primary target for the things that we love are. <laughs> That's true. Well, I guess my point is when writing your sham fiction version of Friendship is Magic, Andrew, I don't I it's it's easy to say throw a lesson at the end, but I'm I'm not partial to it, so I I don't think it's necessary. Um sure. but maybe Marcus disagrees. Um but the since we're getting i think uh close to letting you letting you go write this thing i want to just make a couple quick points uh one is that episodes often center around some magical problem that arises like oh no uh it's raining chocolate milk why is that happening or um oh no this this uh this giant scary dragon is terrorizing ponyville uh we have to find out what's wrong um, and go on some scary uh, slash magical quest to solve it. So some sort of problem arises that affects the town uh, or maybe Equestria as a whole, and the six friends have to go off and try to solve it using friendship to solve it, not just fighting and, and winning, but teaming together, being loyal to one another, being faithful to one another. Uh, those five or six elements we talked about should all come into play. Uh, bonus points. Do do we want to do we want to do bonus Let's points now? Let's have a recap. Fuck. We'll do them. We'll do the recap, then we'll do the bonus points. Sounds How good. About that. So Andrew, uh, just real quick, what do you got? What do you what do you think so far? Yeah. So uh, you kind of answered the big question I actually had floating over this, which was what kind of stories do they tell <laughs> if there's no conflict or like i guess if the characters themselves have no flaws really oh they they got some flaws the nice thing about this show is that although on paper these characters all seem very one-dimensional like they all have kind of one thing uh mm -hmm. they are written in a more mature manner like they they have dimension they have faults they have things they have trouble with and their friends have to help them through those troubles so at one point for instance applejack is being extremely stubborn and trying to do take on the whole world herself she's she's trying to do everything on the farm because she's too she doesn't want to ask for help 
because she's prideful. And they, they show her that, you know, they are friends and as part of their job as friends is to help each other out and they have to accept each other's help. So they learn they learn something through that. So it's it's okay. not necessarily all external conflicts. It can be internal. Uh, as long as they come through and, and learn something about friendship in the end. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So it's like they their traits kind of get the better of them from time Sometimes. to time. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And... <laughs> I think I got this then. All right, so this is My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. It's about Twilight Sparkle. She's a unicorn, which means she's magical. And she's from Canterlot, which is the big city. So she's a big city gal coming to the small town of Ponyville where she meets Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, Rarity, Applejack, and Rainbow Dash. They all do their thing. (laughs) You got Uh, it. (laughs) She also has Spike, uh, who's a dragon who always gets beat up. And <laughs> yep. her mentor is Princess Celestia, who sent her to Ponyville to learn all these lessons. And they're friends. They go on adventures. And I got this. You you said that so much faster than I did. That was I think amazing. This is one of the longest pitches we've ever done. <laughs> it's it's tough to get through six or seven characters or eight characters. Yeah, it's it's a lot. So just bonus points, real quick, from me. Yeah. I just want to see Spike get really hurt. And everyone, everyone is just kind of oblivious to his pain. Like I want, I want crippling injury for Spike, and nobody cares. <laughs> All right, crippling yep. injury. Yep. Marcus. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a bonus point that I really want you to do. I want there to be a song about friendship. Oh my god. <gasps> song about because, friendship. Because because yes! they are songs. It's a cartoon. Yes. You know? All the ponies sing. Yep. And uh, uh, <laughs> let's let's just see it. Let's let's have a friendship song. Yeah. And if that song is the resolution of a problem, all the better. Yeah, that's amazing. So not that not that you have to. This is a bonus point, Andrew. Oh, this is holy happening. crap! I want to see that. You can't. But you, you know, can't if give me something friends, like you that. Do it. <laughs> it's magic. It's all right, we're way over time. Let's let's send you off. Go write this thing, and we'll see you in just a few minutes. All right. See you guys in a bit. Hey, podcast people, if you like subscribing to things, I highly suggest you subscribe to Sham Fiction. Even if you don't like subscribing, it's, it's a good habit to get into. Why? Because when you subscribe, you'll get a new episode of Sham Fiction delivered straight to your magical pocket device every single Sunday. If you're feeling generous, you could rate our show as well. Either way, subscribing on iTunes is the best way to tell us that you're listening to Sham Fiction, and that helps us out greatly. So thanks for listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying it. Let's get back to it. All right, Marcus, while Andrew is writing, real quick, what do you think he's going to write this time? So friendship is magic, is what I've gathered from our two hours pitching this property. (laughs) <laughs> yes and sum it up <laughs> we've been talking a lot about magic on this show i would not be surprised in fact i would be secretly pleased and i will make it my secret bonus points if andrew describes how the magic works if he gives a sanderson style magic system oh. <laughs> like <laughs> the the pony has to pluck a hair from its mane and do some magic with it that way or draws yeah. an ancient symbol with its hoof as That's opposed to just squiggly purple lines that make the thing happen. Right, because in the show, it's just magic! We're doing magic yep. now! And that's fantastic. 
But yeah. I think it'd be really funny if or if uh, Andrew just gets super into it and just, just talks on and on about how the magic works. I like it. I dig so. it. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, <laughs> you mentioned the two-hour pitch session. It was so hard to explain this show. It, it's so it, to to like in, in a way that is exciting that properly conveys why people love the show and what's exciting and weird and cool about it. And because it was so hard to explain, my prediction is that this is going to be so far removed from anything (laughs) that resembles My Little Pony Friendship is Magic that it might as well be another show. Like, I just want the the furthest thing from ponies. So if it's dead wrong, he gets full points. Just, Just Andrew had so much to go off of that he said... Forget about it. I'm just going to do yep, my own just thing. Th- threw it out the, the pony window. Like Lord uh, of the Ponies. I would not be surprised if that was it either. If he does Lord of the Rings oh and My gosh. Little Pony. That'd be amazing. That'd in be fact, good. I would, would pay to in. see that. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. All right, let's find out. Let's bring him in. Hey, ponies. I'm back. Hey, Andrew. Nay. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing okay. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. This is a big deal, guys. This is a big deal. I know. There's so much pressure. The the legions of fans of My Little Pony Mm. that are listening to our show are just gonna throw a fit. Oh man, (laughs) you say that I think facetiously, but who's to say? Who's to say they aren't out there? <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. I believe hooves. that's hooves to say. Hooves oh, to say. Thank you. No. We both landed on the same horrible joke. Oh, good. I want a lot of those in your story, Andrew. Oh, we'll but see. But you know what? The magic of friendship will get us through this, no matter how terrible your writing is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, I believed you. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's do let's this. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I hope you enjoy my take on My Little Pony, guys. Let's do this. Uh, Alright, so this week on a very special episode of My Little Pony Friendship <laughs> is Magic, we have Twilight Sparkle in Horseshoe Detective. Or, forget it, Spike, it's Ponyville. <laughs> the sugar coated gumdrop rain pitter-pattered on the window of Twilight Sparkle's cozy office. The private (laughs) pony detective slumped on her desk and stared out of the window in a daze. She hadn't slept well in over a week. She had too much on her mind to sleep. First, there was Spike's hospitalization. That horrible incident (laughs) with the candy shop taffy puller last week had resulted in multiple dislocated and fractured bones throughout the little dragon's body. (laughs) Oh my god. He was now laid up in a full body cast from the tip of his snout to the tip of his tail. Mm. Poor thing, Sparkle thought. Second, there was the more pressing concern. This case. The biggest to hit Ponyville since a series of sandwich thefts at last summer's teddy bear picnic. Sparkle let out a big yawn as her part-time secretary, Applejack, entered the room. Now, now, darling, Applejack said with a shake of her head. (laughs) Don't you be yawning just yet. We got a full afternoon of appointments for Miss Rarity's case. Is any pony here yet? Sparkle asked while rubbing an eye with a hoofed foot. The suspects have arrived, Applejack replied with a smirk. Miss Rarity, too. She'd like a word before the others come in. 
Applejack turned to leave, but stopped in the doorway to address Sparkle again. By the way, you look just awful, dear. Can I get you one of my signature red delicious apples? Might help. Biggie Mackie picked them just this morning. No, thank you, Applejack, Sparkle said. Please, send Rarity in. Applejack nodded and exited. Sparkle appreciated the honesty and directness of her friend. These were qualities these qualities were why Sparkle chose Applejack for her secretary. She knew the pony could be trusted absolutely. <laughs> Detective Sparkle, a recognizable voice said from the door. Sparkle perked up as Rarity trotted into the office, closing the door behind her. As usual, the unicorn looked stunning. Her shiny pearl coat was impeccably groomed and accompanied perfectly by a sequined blue and purple jacket. Ribbons of matching colors were weaved in amongst the long, flowing locks of her bubblegum-toned mane. Sparkle had to stop herself from groaning. Leave it to Rarity, she thought. One of the worst crimes in Ponyville history is taking place at her shop, and she still finds the time to look like that. Sparkle hadn't changed clothes in three days. She hadn't even been home. (laughs) How can I help you, Rarity? Sparkle asked. I'm sure you noticed I have a full waiting stable of suspects for your case. Indeed, I did, the unicorn said. I just wanted to thank you again for all your help. I know how much work you've put into this. Not as much as you've put into that outfit, Sparkle thought before replying. You're welcome, but it's all part of the job. She opened a side drawer on her desk, retrieved a carrot, and took a bite. Rarity eyed the carrot. Mind if I bum one of those? She asked. Sparkle peered into the drawer. She didn't have many left. After a moment's hesitation, she tossed one to Rarity, who caught it. Thank you, detective, she said. You're a good friend. Sparkle didn't know why, but something about that remark made her tummy upset. (laughs) For the rest of the morning, one by one, Sparkle brought in suspects for questioning. The first was Fluttershy. It went about as Sparkle had expected. What were you doing at Rarity's shop that day? Sparkle asked. I have witnesses placing you there before the incident. In the chair across from her, the little blue pegasus was trembling from her wings to her hooves. Oh, um, well, I... I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, don't remember. Oh, this is... This is... This is just so much pressure. Oh, gosh. Oh, golly. Oh, gosh. Oh, golly. Oh, golly. Her voice quickly softened to an inaudible volume, though her lips continued to move as if she were still speaking. Sparkle picked up her glitter pen off the desk and crossed Fluttershy's name off her suspect list. Next time, or next up, was Pinkie Pie. By Celestia's crown, I just, like, can't believe it, Pinkie said. (laughs) It's horrible! Who would do this? The pink pony chewed on a piece of pink bubble gum as she spoke, while absently braiding her mane. Meanwhile, Sparkle was trying her best to keep her eyes open. That's the question I need to answer, Pinkie, Sparkle said. But first I need an answer from you. What were you doing at Rarity's shop that day? Well, da-doy, Sparkle, Pinky replied. You know that I just love Rarity's shop? It's the best, most fashionablest boutique in all of Ponyville. I'm in there almost every day. I hardly shop anywhere else. Any particular reason for your visit that day? Sparkle asked before realizing how unnecessary that question was. A party! Pinky shouted with a flourish. You know me, girl. I was hosting a party at the Cutie Kitten Club that night, and I needed a new outfit. 
you know, just something ridiculously cute that didn't attract cat hair. You see, I'm allergic. I probably shouldn't have taken the job, but I just love, love, love those itty bitty kitties. I could squeeze them forever and ever and ever. And by the way, do you have any spells that repel pet dander? I mean, I just need to... As Pinkie Pie continued, Sparkle crossed her name off the list. <laughs> you look sleepy, Sparks, Rainbow Dash observed. Yeah, it's, it's been a long week, Sparkle replied as she took a drink of homemade apple juice Applejack had brought for her. Rainbow Dash was the last suspect on her list. The impressive Pegasus was a loyal friend, but Sparkle couldn't rule out her friend's magnificent speed, which may have aided her in committing the crime. I have to admit, Dash began, it's strange to be in this position. It's mostly a formality, Dash, Sparkle explained. I have a source saying you were at Rarities that day. Well, they aren't lying, Dash admitted. I was there. (laughs) Rarity had a white leather jacket with rainbow fringe on display that was literally calling my name. Literally? (laughs) Sparkle asked. Yeah, I think Rarity put a charm on it or something. Oh, I I see. (laughs) Listen, Sparks, Dash said leading forward. Given the circumstances of the crime, I I don't understand why I or any of the others from the waiting stable were brought here today. What do you mean? Sparkle asked. Uh, well, none of us can perform magic, Dash explained. I'm no detective, but I think it's pretty clear what happened was done by a unicorn. Sparkle's tummy felt uneasy again. She didn't like where Dash was going with this. (laughs) You're right, Dash. You aren't a detective. You can't know for sure. Dash must not have liked Sparkle's tone because her cheeks began to flush. The hooves I can't, Dash protested. (laughs) Sparks, do you honestly believe what you're saying here? What makes you think I don't, Sparkle retorted. Because Rarity's entire store was filled to bursting with sticky, oopy, goopy marshmallow cream. (laughs) What do you think? That one of us poured all that down her chimney, pail by pail? I don't know, but you're pretty fast, Dash. Not that fast. No ponies that fast. Not even the Wonderbolts. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well... Sparkle hesitated. Dash was right. It did sound ridiculous. Still, she couldn't back down now after all the work she'd put in. So what would you have me believe then, Dash? That Fluttershy did it? Pinkie Pie? You know as well as I do, they aren't capable of such a a thing. You're the only pony left. Dash leaned away then. The flush in her cheeks diminished. She looked at Sparkle with concern in her eyes. You don't see it, do you? (laughs) No. No, you're too sleepy. (laughs) What? Sparkle urged. What don't I see? Dash sighed before replying. It's you, Sparks. You did it. (laughs) Anger began to bubble up in Sparkle's tummy like soap in a hot bath. She felt her own cheeks flush and legs tremble. Me, she thought? The bad pony? How dare Dash say such a thing? After everything I've done, I get the blame? I'm the one who saves the day. I solve the crimes. All Rarity does is make beautiful clothes with sequins and ribbons and fringes and every pony loves her. It's not fair! She yelled out loud. Dash jumped at her sudden outburst. Sparkle instantly felt ashamed. She hung her head and put her face in her hooves. The haze of the last week was starting to make sense. (laughs) With a sudden swing of the door, Applejack entered the office, followed by Rarity. What in tarnation was that? Applejack asked. What's going on in here? Detective, Rarity asked. Are you well? Sparkle didn't answer for a moment. The soft sound of the other unicorn's voice hurt her heart. 
She had worked so hard to forget, but that voice reminded her of what she had done, and why she had done it. She lifted her chin up and looked Rarity right in the eye. She felt a cool, wet tear slide down her cheek as she opened her mouth to sing. <laughs> I did it. It was me. Rarity, I filled your shop with marshmallow cream. I'm so sorry for what I've done. Being a jealous pony isn't very fun. I should have told you how I felt, but I kept it all inside. Friends speak the truth, but in this case I lied. I remember now, so sleepy. Rarity, I cast the spell from within my dreams. I'm so sorry for what I've done. Cleaning that mess up couldn't have been fun. I hope you can forgive me for destroying your whole store. I know I hurt you. And you deserve so much more. <laughs> when Sparkle was finished, Rarity was smiling. The pearl-coated unicorn trotted up to Sparkle's desk, placed one of her hooves atop one of Sparkle's, looked her in the eye, and said, Of course I forgive you, Sparkle. You're my friend. And then Sparkle smiled too. Her heart still hurt, but it was a good hurt. <laughs> the end. Uh, I'm, I'm dead now. Oh. Uh, that's it. Andrew, you've done good. Oh, it was worth the wait. Uh, oh. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. I, my face hurts so much. I, I don't think I, I stopped smiling that entire time. And then that song just murdered me. Ah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm going to need a moment. Uh, I'll, I'll talk. I'm so happy with what you did here, Andrew. It was, it was such a good way, and I, I want to hear more from you, but it was a good way of getting around the ambiguity of what we said. Because I think we got across a lot of enthusiasm and some of the character traits, but not much of an idea of how the show worked. And you did a great job of saying, "Yeah, we're just gonna do Chinatown." Uh, you know, not not as dark. Uh, I I really really enjoyed the, the hard boiled pi aspect you went for here. So well done, and of course you got my my bonus points of having a song about friendship, which was an yeah. excellent song. <laughs> And Spike uh, getting hurt, which is pretty great. And that was that was my bonus point, that Spike would get hurt. I, mm-hmm. I'm sad we didn't get to see it, but it was still really gruesome. And that's fantastic. And, you know, my I'm going to reveal my secret bonus points here, Good. Andrew. Okay. Uh, I said that that I predicted that you would be so just flabbergasted by all the nonsense we said that you just take it a completely different direction and make something that barely resembles My Little Pony. And I want to give you the points because instead of doing a straight up My Little Pony, you did like exactly what Marcus said, 
you covered various Jack Nicholson flicks. <laughs> <laughs> you got some One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. You got a lot of Chinatown. Um, but here's here's the kicker. Okay. Andrew, you don't get the points. You know why? Why is that? Because My Little Pony Friendship is Magic did this. What? What? In season five, they had a a black and white film noir gumshoe episode in which Rarity was the investigator. Oh Oh my my. gosh, that's so great. Look at that. Uh So just for the fact that they actually go that direction and they do fun episodes like this tells me that it's actually really close. I mean, looking at this piece as a whole, it was like, yeah, this could totally be an episode of My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. And that's kind of amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, well done, sir. Uh, You don't get my secret bonus points, but you got the better points, (laughs) which are accuracy points. Wow. So, wow indeed. Talk us through it, my friend. How'd you do this? Yeah, so it's funny because what you're saying, Eric, is kind of the way I approached it. Because I knew, I thought of cartoons that do these like little homage episodes. And so that's what I chose to do. I was like, I want to hit My Little Pony. I do. I honestly do. I don't want to go too far abreast of this. But I was having trouble wrapping around what a normal episode would be like, like what a conflict would be within the normal episode. I just couldn't quite grasp it. So I put them in this genre. And mm-hmm. uh, over the last week, I um, I think the inspiration came because I was playing a game called The Wolf Among Us, which is definitely not oh, yeah. a... Uh, it's as far from My Little Pony as you can get, but... It was, it's this uh, kind of gumshoe story through the filter of fairy tales um, and fables. It's, it's actually based on uh, the fables graphic novel series. And I think that's, that's what primarily influenced this. I wanted to do that, <laughs> tell a story like that, but I had to tell my little pony story. So I infused them together and, and created this, um, this, this piece. <laughs> yeah, great. Bill Willingham's fables would be a great topic for one of these episodes. I haven't played the game, but I've read the first couple volumes of that. It's a lot of fun. Well, the game is fantastic, so I recommend that. But yeah, I uh, I wasn't sure, and I'd look. I'd be interested to hear from you uh, how I hit the characters because <laughs> I just I, I I wanted that you know happy bubblegum sweet sort of feel, but I think I I, I broke the rules. <laughs> No, you you actually didn't. I think you got pretty close in a lot of cases. Uh, I loved your Twilight Sparkle, though it drove me crazy. You kept shorthanding Twilight Sparkle to Sparkle and not Twilight, which is what they call her in shorthand. You kept calling her Sparkle, and I wanted to punch you. <laughs> right, you did in it your because tummy. of friendship. Exactly. Oh, it's magic. Uh, so. But her her character, I mean, if I could see this sort of episode where they do the gumshoe version, I think she's spot on in that case because it's it's a very specific version of Twilight Sparkle. So I think you did a great job. I love that Rarity was Cockney, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is so weird it's and the, not it is classy. The opposite of fancy. I had a note <laughs> exactly. about that. Yeah, she just did the lowest British accent, like, uh-huh. like she's trying to fence something for you. <laughs> yeah, I got him. I got him all right. 
I couldn't do a proper British accent. I practiced before this, and I just couldn't get it right. So I, that, that one came naturally to me. It doesn't count against you too much. That's just a performance thing. Uh, but I thought her characterization was fine. You know, it, I thought everybody was good. A Pinkie Pie was the worst. Uh, just because <laughs> your version of Pinkie Pie is just a terrible, I would say human, but she's a pony, so she's just a terrible pony. Uh, she's just some, like she's ultimate, some pony terrible? Is that what uh, yeah, she's just, it's it's like she's a valley girl on meth. It's it is awful. <laughs> um, but your, uh, your Applejack was great, very, you know, helpful, honest sort of gal. Your uh, Rainbow Dash was, I thought, spot on. And your performance with her was great, too. So I bought it all. Uh, with, everything except except Pinkie Pie. <laughs> with Rainbow Dash, I wasn't seeing the ego as much. Um, Rainbow Dash was very quick to say that she couldn't do that. Which <laughs> oh, That's true. Which is kind of the opposite of the impression I got. I haven't seen as yeah, much of the I show. Yeah, yeah, of, of course, course I could do that. Of course I could do that, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's more what I would have been thinking there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fun. Yeah, okay. Ugh, so many good little moments that you added in here too. Just the the phrasing. You kept using the word tummy, which I love. Um, you referred to the waiting room as the waiting stable. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, but yeah, there's just so much to love, and your song was fantastic, as we said. Um, the the big uh, thing that I think was an inaccuracy, other than the sparkle, calling Twilight Sparkle Sparkle. Uh, was that these ponies seem to be able to manipulate objects with their <laughs> yeah. hooves, which doesn't seem like an important detail, but when you watch the show, you realize they just use those for walking. Like, to, to talk about a pony playing with her mane is akin to, like, describing a character playing with her hair using her feet. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really so sure they, how they moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, so I have that same note. They're not anthropomorphic <laughs> ponies. They're just ponies. That's why the magic ponies are, are so useful, because they can manipulate objects with magic. <laughs> yep. Okay, okay. Yep. So that's all I got for notes as far as inaccuracies. I think you did a fantastic job. You got my bonus points. You didn't get my secret bonus points. Uh, Marcus, anything else you'd like to say before we wrap this up? Uh, so you, you didn't get my secret bonus points, um, which were fine because <laughs> I enjoyed this more. I thought you might have given us like a really in-depth view of how the magic works because we've talked about that on a few of these. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought that you might go into the adult magic rabbit hole of explaining the cost for doing magic in Pony World. <laughs> but, oh, no, sure. It was great. It was just exactly the magic that should have been. Um, so it's one of those cases of not getting my secret bonus points being a good thing. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I I can give a score if that's score it up, please. Cool. Score so, it up. Uh, I'm gonna give you super duper all the friendship is your score <gasps> for this one. <laughs> Yay! I don't need any other. I don't need a number. Uh, yep. Because you can't fantastic. put a number on friendship. I can't. I can't stomp my hoof enough times. To uh, show how good this was. <laughs> Super duper all of the friendship. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, that's good. Uh, you know, I was going to give you for my score, Andrew, uh, six out of six elements of harmony in uh, keeping with the show. Uh, but I've changed my mind. I think I am going to bestow upon you the cutie mark of Jack Nicholson. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 
gosh. This, this is an all-ages show, Eric. Oh, I you just earned have a, it, Chief. I just have a smiling jack on my bum. Yes, you do. Oh, no. I hate to explain that one. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. Awesome. Well, if you guys want to watch My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, and I highly recommend you do, check it out on Netflix. It's all over the place on there if you've got an account. If you don't have an account to Netflix, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, you can also watch it on Discovery Family Channel, uh, which used to be The Hub. And if you're a time traveler, you could go back to 2010 and watch it on The Hub. Um, I just might. But <laughs> for the rest of us, we got Netflix. Um, but yeah, th- this was a fantastic job, Andrew. I think you did surprisingly well. I'm, even but to I- myself. <laughs> And uh, so, every pony, thanks for listening. This has been another exciting episode of Sham Fiction. We hope to see you again in the future. Thank you. Bye. Sham Fiction is produced by Two Jackets Productions, which is Eric Carlson, Marcus Mann, and Andrew Neal. Special thanks to Reed Reimer for providing the music. For a full list of episodes and to read this week's fiction, visit shamfiction.com. Follow us on Twitter at shamfiction, and please don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. Sham Fiction. Write what you don't know. Hey, outlaws. Eric here to set the tempo for next week's jam. We're short on woolongs, food's scarce, and the podcast ain't paying, so we're stowing away with the hippest crew of bounty hunters this side of the solar system. You best keep the beat as we computer hack, fist fight, and space battle our way to a quick buck. Fall behind and you're getting the hi-hat. Until then, see ya, space cowboy.